Thank you for tuning in to the Practical Preservation Podcast. Please take a moment to visit our website, practicalpreservationservices.com, for additional information and tips to help you restore your historical home. If you've not done so, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, and also like us on Facebook. Welcome to the Practical Preservation Podcast, hosted by Danielle and Jonathan Kepperling. Kepperling Preservation Services is a family-owned business based in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, dedicated to the preservation of our built architectural history for today's use as well as future generations. Our weekly podcast provides you with expert advice specific to the unique needs of renovating a historic home, educating by sharing our from-the-trenches preservation knowledge and our guests' expertise, balancing modern needs while maintaining the historical significance, character, and beauty of your period home. Today on the Practical Preservation Podcast, um, we have Ahmed Zidane with us from uh, Hollander Glass. Thank you for thank you for joining us today. Or me. Yeah, thanks today. for having me. Thanks for having me, Danielle. <laughs> thank you. So, uh, tell me about your background. Well, well, uh, well, I came. I started with this company about uh, ten years ago. I came from a sort of a business administration background. I was brought on as a inside sales rep. And, uh, you know, eventually I would uh, you know, go on to, to wear many hats with the company, uh, working on the fabrication line and, and in the warehouse and, and eventually outside sales. And, uh, um, but that's pretty, you know, that's pretty much how I came about with the, uh, with the company. I, I come from a rather, not a, so much a historical background, but a, you know, a business administration, you know, marketing background. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Initially. Well, and that, I think, I think that's helpful sometimes to, to see it from, from a different perspective than somebody right. who's coming to it from a preservation standpoint. Uh, yeah, my um, all of my like formal education is in business, but my my um, and and there are preservation degrees, but I just never because I just I grew up in a preservation you know construction company. I never felt like I needed to go to school for it too. Right, right. Learned yeah. on the job. Yes. Yeah. So so tell me tell me about the company history. Yeah, sure. Well, well, Hollander Glass started in the in the fifties. Essentially, it's a a specialty glass distribution company. Uh, the namesake of the company, Gary Hollander, uh, had partnered up with uh, with Bernie Portman, whose whose family currently still owns the company. And uh, you know, essentially, it was a powerhouse in the stained glass distribution world. You know, distributing all types of stained glass, both domestic and foreign, as well as stained glass supplies, bevels, um, you know, tools, and this sort of thing. And then eventually over the past uh, decade, we've evolved into more fabrication. So okay. we have uh, you know, multiple tempering ovens, a lamination line, uh, digital glass printing line we do now, which is uh, you know, more of a modern uh, application, but there, there's definitely still some preservation, some stained right. glass prints and stuff you could do with that printer. But, but the company's evolved into now we do insulated glass, and polishing and, and all types of fabrication. So it's a, it's a full service specialty glass uh, fabricator at this point. Well, and I, I have a, we haven't gotten into the products, but that made me curious about when you're talking mm -hmm. about the digital, does that like create like the etched glass look without having yeah. to, is that what it does? Yeah, it, it does that as well. I mean, it's a, the machine itself prints in about 1410 DPI. So super high resolution beyond what even the human eye can see. So, I mean, it's giant panels of, of, of really, you know, bright, you know, 
high def pictures and and you know it could be used for all types of applications but what you just mentioned the uh you know the uh, sort of the etched look is something that that in terms of preservation or restoration uh that's a, a you know a, those etched type of patterns that you can recreate to sort of uh, you know bring back some of those old styles as well as a we do a modern sort of printed chicken wire, which is, okay. uh, it sort of gives that, 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 that chicken wire look, obviously without the, without the wire, it's a, it's a ceramic mm -hmm. ink, but it's, uh, uh, you know, in conjunction with some of the pattern glasses, it really creates a, this uh, sort of old world industrial, you know, uh, uh, pattern type product. Oh, that's, that's really fun. Yeah, we yeah. did a project, not the, and this really doesn't have anything to do. I mean, it does have to do with glass, but it's not really the same. <laughs> but we, we did a project several years ago um, at a very early church in Philadelphia, and they had stencils that they actually somebody painted the design on the on the glass. Right, right, right. And I thought, but but it it then we it, I guess as as technology evolved, then we went to the etching, and now we can you know do it pretty much digitally. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so tell me a little bit about the history of glass. I know that there were different types of manufacturing processes and sure variations. Enough. Yeah, well, well uh, uh, I mean, glass is, I mean, sh sheet glass being used for windows goes all the way back, I mean, to the first century. But in terms of, of the kind of glass that we find in, in, in sort of modern restoration, the history of that kind of starts around the 1200s with, uh, with a broad sheet glass. And what that was is, is a, essentially a crude tube of glass that was blown and split open and then opened up and, and cut down into squares or, you know, whatever needed for, for the application. Uh, eventually, that would go on to about the in the 1300s, the the term crown glass. If you're familiar with that, which is yeah. uh, essentially a, a globe of glass that was spun open to a disc, and then that disc was then cut into again squares, rectangles, whatever needed for the window with with that uh, that center uh, rondelle or that you know that that with that. Oh yeah, mark. the bullseye. Yeah. yeah. Right, the bullseye still being you know that nothing would go to waste back then. Uh, you know, you'd find that being used in, in the back of the house or, or whatever part of the window. Um, and then eventually you'd go on to, uh, you know, that to, through the 1600s, you got uh, uh, what's about blown plate glass. And, and, and this type, this was, again, a, a crude tube glass or mold formed glass. And uh, the difference between this and, and the broad sheet would be the, the blown plate was more of a was, was hand grinded or hand polished to get okay. that optical clarity. Um, labor intensive and, and that sort of lasted to, to, to the 1700s when instead of it being blown into uh, a mold or, or, or blown plate, it was a cast or a polished plate glass. And that's where, you know, it was, it was cast on a, on, a, on a bed of metal essentially and then hand grinded to be optically clear and, and you know, without, without uh, imperfection. And uh, yeah, and that was, I mean, that's, that, that was a, a popular method through, through the 1800s. And right about the mid 1800s, you find uh, the improved cylinder glass, which is essentially a, a, a mold blown cylinder, but into steel or metal molds, which, which would provide a, a cleaner surface and larger sheets. And, and, um, and uh, eventually that would move on to what's called rolled plate pre 1900, which was essentially glass roll, you know, through rollers, you know, pot to, to, to create oh, a clean, more uh, industrial, right. A flat surface. And then, and then, yeah, then right now the 1900s is when we started moving away from handmade glass and more into mechanical or machine made products. And that's where you find the, the, you know, sort of early versions of float glass and, 
and pulled mechanical cylinder glass where they would pull cylinders of glass, you know, 40 feet in the air and, and, uh, and then, you know, cut them down, you know, mechanically. And, and, um, and of course the four call method, which is, you know, known as drawn glass, which is, uh, uh, you know, vertically drawn, which is still made to this day. It, it's one of the products that we still, um, you know, that, that uh, there's still a machine. Does that, that give you the out. vertical lines in it? Right, exactly. There's, okay. there's, a, there's a vertical draw. So that, that for all intents and purposes, that particular restoration window glass tends to be more uh, viewed as patterned. You know, it right. has that sort of vertical wave, whereas a lot of these other ones we're talking about here um, tend to be more centrifugal or, or, or organic in nature. Right. Um, but, the, uh, but that is a very uh popular you know style of glass and it was a very clean meticulous style of glass made you know it, it was probably the cleanest form of glass up until around the 1950s when uh pilkington perfected that float glass method and uh where you know glass and that's how window glass is made today which is right. floated, you know a bed of tin and with these meticulous surfaces and and, and perfect uh uniformity in terms of thickness and yeah. um yeah and that's how that's how modern glass so 1950s is, is pretty much uh, the last major upgrade of glass, and and uh, now I mean, well, I can't say that now. You got a lot of technical, you know, uh, uh, technical products, solar glasses, and oh glass. yeah, that's so, true. So the advances yeah. have gone yeah beyond window glass, but as far right, as right, yeah, you know, the the glass. process for making the glass hasn't changed. It's the coating or or what what they're putting on it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And thinner, and they are getting thinner. You know, with these sort of with the these processes. You know, these. Uh, obviously, the, the, in your phone and whatnot. I mean, oh, so, yeah. You know, the, in the 1950s, you couldn't even think about that sort of, you know. Uh, the, yeah. Glass. And that's why it breaks when you drop it. <laughs> right, exactly. <yeah. laughs> exactly. Oh, so did, um, did um, uh, what was I thinking about? Oh, uh, I was thinking, I bought vertical uh, lined Pattern glass for um, bathroom restorations. That's okay. one of the one of the ones. Vertical. When you say vertical line pattern glass, you, are, you, are you talking about the restoration style glass or the the ribbed glass, like a fluted? The ribbed. Gotcha. So is gotcha. that different than the vertical? Yes. Okay. So that's a pattern glass. When I talk about four call glass or, or drawn glass, these are more. Um, it's 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 optically clear, but when you get when you when you get up. Oh, when you look up close. to it, right? When you get up to it, you see these fine vertical lines. And, and with those lines runs the pattern of the glass. So, oh, uh, you know, the pattern I'll of the distortion. Yeah. yeah. I'll so have to pay attention to some like early 1900s buildings yeah. and see if I can notice that. Yeah, I know um, I can, you can definitely see the progression even in architecture then in the, you know, the glass being very small and then getting bigger and bigger. Um, right. So I'll have to I'll have to look for that. I, our house is built in the in the twenties, and we we still have I, there's a few bubbles and things, but I'll have to look and see if I can see any lines. Yeah, I'll get you a sample, yeah. so I'll, I'll send you. Oh, a that sample. would be great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So talk to me about we've talked a little bit about it, but talk to me about the products and services that you offer. Sure, sure. So, so pretty much, I mean, the the, the focusing on the the preservation or the restoration, and mm -hmm. you know, Hollander Historic, the the, the division you know, that, that, that handles a lot of the restoration and preservation products, or all of them, I should say. Um, you know, we've, we've crafted the, the restoration window glass line to be able to uh, provide a product to customers, both looking for historical significance and the, you know, the, the proper aesthetic. So, I mean, of right. course, there's, there's buildings that are on the, you know, the register or, or historical significance right. that, that really, you know, they, they're only going to consider cylinder glass. So they're, you know, they're not going to consider a facsimile or a recreation type product. So, um, 
so for those types of, of projects, and uh, you know, we, we have our old world colonial product, uh, product line, which is essentially imported from, from Saint-Juice in France. And uh, that's all our cylinder or hand-blown products. It comes in a, in a light, uh, a full and a, and a heavy crown, uh, crown style. And, um, and these are our, our, our hand-blown products. Um, outside of that, you start getting into our, our, our Circa line of products, which are Circa 1700, Circa 1800, and Circa 1900. And these products were made to, to create a sort of utility product uh, that's temperable, larger sheet sizes, thicker. I mean, these products are made in an upwards of 10 millimeter if need be. Okay. Um, and again, they're temperable. So, uh, you know, you know, they can be edge polished, uh, you know, beveled in certain thicknesses. Um, so, th so these are, these are recreation products. I mean, we, we've put a lot of research and development right. into, into their design, um, you know, to, to give them certain, uh, certain aesthetics, certain, you know, characteristics to meet certain time periods. And, um, and, uh, the Circa 1700 being the oldest, sort of thinnest, uh, you know, you would get, that would be something that could uh, work for a crown glass restoration or a, or, or a, uh, a blown plate. Um, and then, uh, you know, the Circa 1800 is a little bit more wavy or with, uh, or sorry, wavy with pits. And then right. the Circa 1900, that's, uh, you know, a light to moderate wave, not right. a lot of characters, you know, characteristics on the surface, except for the, you know, the, the wave and whatnot. Um, and then, then we also have, like I said, mentioned before, the four call product, the vertically drawn glasses. Um, these you'll find on our website as the, as the Restover and the Goethe glass products. Um, these are, are, are made with that four call method that I mentioned earlier, the vertically mm -hmm. drawn method. Um, and uh, again, they're beautiful products. They're low iron, uh, but they do have that sort of patterned distortion look to them. But again, that, that's something if you're going for that four call glass, all four call glass would have had that pattern. So right. that you find that, um, uh, you know, we're, we're working on a, on a beautiful restoration out in Beverly Hills right now. Uh, that's a, uh, you know, it's a 1920s home and, uh, and, and it's a four, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, the original product is a beautiful four call glass and it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's a, uh, that's the product that they're going to be, you know, using for the restoration. And it's, uh, you know, it's available in, in large sheet sizes, upwards of 80 inches and, and this sort of thing, but uh, but we are essentially a fabricator and a distributor. So we're not an installer. We don't go out right. on the field and do the installations and whatnot. Um, you know, so so uh, you know that that's sort of the, the product. I don't know if I'm missing anything there, but perhaps our rest. Well, I was cur I was curious about the insulated restoration glass because we've sure. used restoration glass before, but I never I never. Well, I was excited to see you could get it tempered too, but yeah. um, then I saw that you have an insulated insulated units, and I was curious about that. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, well, we have a full, I mean, our, our insulating line is essentially geared um, for our restoration products and, and our pattern products, essentially products that have a, an uneven surface or, you know, that aren't commercially flat on both sides. You tend to, you know, a, a normal commercial insulating line would have trouble uh, maybe insulating those. But, right. but ours is geared towards that. We use a, a you know, a single seal spacer, a low profile with a, um, and, 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 you know, in conjunction with our low E products or other, uh, other types of coated products, we essentially we create insulated units uh, as thin as a half inch all the way up to an inch overall. Um, and, and even beyond an inch overall, depending on, you know, what's called for in the makeup. Right. But, uh, but yeah, but insulated products are, uh, are certainly, you know, they're, they're certainly popular. Yeah. And, and we've done, um, several projects where, 
we've built true divided light windows, but mm -hmm. put in smaller insulated units in each, you know, each right. part of the grid so that you still get the same historic look without with the energy efficiency right so right, that right. so the fact that then you could get it with the the wavy glass made, i was excited about that so sure, <laughs> i'm glad I, I was glad to to learn about that for sure uh, yeah so um so talk to i know you mentioned the the um, project that you're doing in beverly hills but talk to me about any um notable projects that your that your um products have been um used in or or um I guess yeah, that's the right word. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, well, uh, I guess more so recently, I mean, well, the the products find themselves being used in a in a in all types of obviously private residences right. and, and commercial and uh, restorations. But more so recently, uh, we've been doing a lot a lot of restoration work down in. Um, uh, I mean, for the architect of the Capitol down there in D.C. Okay. They, they, they tend to use our products. Um, you uh, the, the the Cannon House office building, uh, the Smithsonian, or two that come to mind um for uh in dc and actually matter of fact we just did the uh the the skylights at the lincoln memorial so when you oh, walk the cool. lincoln yeah. memorial yep right above abe lincoln's head you see it, it's a it's a, a ceiling of alabama marble but above that in the penthouse are about 40 panels of um essentially it's a corduroy pattern with a chicken wire interlayer so we have a, it's an actual not the printed chicken wire i mentioned earlier it's an actual chicken wire interlayer mm -hmm. And um, and that lets the light through through the Alabama marble, which which shines on you know on Abe Lincoln. Right. It's, uh, and that's a beautiful. As a matter of fact, they did that restoration because they just um, they just did the Washington Monument. So now you can go to the top of the Washington Monument and look out. There's a porthole there. You can look out and you could see the top of the Lincoln Memorial. So they wanted to to, to fix up that that the top of the memorial for that. Oh, <laughs> I can it, see that. <laughs> it came out. I mean, it came out beautifully. Matter of fact, as soon as this uh, as all this uh, you know the coronavirus stuff is over, I, I plan on getting down there and, uh, and and going to that vantage point up there in the Washington of the Washington top of the Washington Memorial and taking some nice shots. Oh yeah, yeah. Of that project, but um, but yeah. But aside from that, uh, uh, the greater uh, one, another one that comes to mind is the uh, is, is Frank Lloyd Wright's Falling Water. Uh, the greater property there has a, a, a barn that's recently been restored and it, and, and you can have, uh, you know, you could rent it out for weddings. Oh, and yes. Yeah. And they use, um, they're using a Cirque, they use, they use the Cirque product to restore that barn. So if you find yourself, that's in, uh, in uh, what, Mill Run, uh, yeah. Pennsylvania. So if you find yourself out there, you have all the, all the, uh, the windows in that barn house uh, or that farmhouse rather all Hollander Cirque, uh, Cirque glass. And then. Of course, universities. I mean, Princeton, Yale. I mean, the Yale, uh, the uh, the memorial memorial boathouse at Yale has all circa 1900, five mil, uh, three sixteenth circa 1900 in it. Matter of fact, if you if you check out our website on restorationwindowglass.com on that projects tab, you'll see a beautiful photo of that boathouse um, and 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 really how the the circa 1900 uh, that, that that photo really example you know shows how the the circa 1900 really shines. It's a it's uh, it really is a great product when viewed at, at, at all angles, especially at distance. And that's where you find, uh, you know, uh, uh, I was just at, a, at an appointment earlier today, matter of fact, where, uh, you know, someone requested me bring large samples and it was a beautiful seven acre property. And, um, and the house, matter of fact, is, is a 1700s restoration um, in central Jersey. And it's, uh, and they wanted to, uh, to hold it up uh, you know, hold up a, a big piece of glass and view it from yards and you know, hundred yards away, so they can see how it actually how the sun actually reflects. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's yeah. people that put a lot of a lot of thought into the glass, and there's, 
Then there's the other end of the spectrum where the, right. they don't even want to think about the glass, but the, right. uh, but the ones that do put, put thought into glass, I mean, they're, they, uh, they put a lot of thought into it for sure. Right. And I think too, um, that's one of the details that, that matter, I, that people don't necessarily realize that it matters, but when they're, when you're looking at the overall building, you know, using the right, you know, type of glass for the time period or using the, you know, the right types of screws, like those are little details that people that know what they're looking at would notice that maybe exactly. regular people don't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And the glass, I mean, glass is such a major, major detail. I mean, now that, you know, over the past 10 years, I've come to appreciate it a lot more. Right. But, the, um, but yeah, but when I walk up to a property now and, 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 uh, you know, you could see, you know, you see if, it's, if it's a, you know, a historical property, it's got that flat glass in it. You know, you see, it's just like, it, it really, it's almost like a, it's a, 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 it sticks out like a sore thumb. It's like to, you know, you really want movement, especially when you have some of these, some of these grand estates that we deal with. It's almost a shame when we find that, you know, when you, when they have just flat glass in there and, and you see, you know, oh, yeah. it really it's, use the movement of, of, of old world glass. Yes. Yes. I agree. So, um, what are um, from your vantage point? Do you see any challenges or trends in preservation? Um, in terms of preservation in glass, I mean, when you talk about, uh, I mean, energy and energy codes. Yeah. I mean, these tend to be these these are or, or in terms of hurdles that I could foresee, especially mm -hmm. in the New York area. Right. Um, there's a newer energy code that's 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 actually been enacted partly, and I think it's it's going through going to go through even further where where. Um, very, very strict energy codes where, where certain restoration window glass insulated products uh, may have met code before aren't going to meet code, you know, going forward right. because of certain, uh, you know, certain uh, hurdles in, in, in what products you can combine in the makeup. So right. when, when you're dealing with commercially flat glass and commercial insulation, I mean, you can use, you know, every coating under the sun and every spacer and, and to, to achieve these, you know, these, these perfect U values or, you know, these, these desired Right, um, you know uh, uh, efficiencies, but the uh, uh, especially in New York, there's 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 going to be a uh, uh, sort of a how re insulated restoration glass is used. Um, there will be some sort of catch up need be on the behalf of us manufacturers in in making sure we can we can uh, you right. know, provide these U values and these these efficiency values that are, are going to be required for for especially New York City and and as New York City goes, the world goes. Right. So, you know, those energy codes will 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 be a standard, yeah. uh, you know, across the United States for sure. And I wonder, and I don't know the answer to this. Um, I wonder if the existing building code, because there is flexibility there with the already built buildings. I wonder if that will if they'll give any leeway for for that in the in the energy code adapt. Uh, you know. Um, so when like they're adopting it, status. yeah, and I don't, I don't know the answer to that, but often I've seen that oftentimes, but where people really struggle with that, like one problem that that's been posed to me, and they're like, why are we having to, you know, why are we having to meet energy code on this part of the building? But they were building, they were building an addition, so you had to meet it on the new portion of the building, not necessarily the existing portion. So, right, right, and which right. is kind of crazy too, because you know, what <laughs> it's still all the same building. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, you know, things like that are, you know, fall through the cracks. Right. Well, yeah, and, and so I, I'm curious, but yeah, I, I think that there has been more and more um, enacting of energy codes as we're starting to, you know, look at ways to do things more sustainably and more in a, in a greener fashion. So I, I think that's really something important to look at in, in preservation. So how can, how can our, oh, is, I usually ask this, is there anything that you wanted to share that I didn't ask you or 
that you remembered while we were talking? Um, no, no, not, not okay. off the top of my head. Okay. I think we hit, okay. yeah, I hit a lot of what, what I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Okay, very good. So how can our listeners contact you? The, um, uh, well, my, you could reach me here. I'm, I'm based out of our, our uh, East Coast sales off showroom sales office here at 26 Journal Square in Jersey City, New Jersey. But uh, as far as contacting me by phone, it's, it's 732-346-1211. And, uh, and my email address to, to reach me at this office is East, this is Hollander Glass East. So it's East at HollanderGlass.com. Okay, and that'll come good. directly to me. Yeah. Okay, very good. And we will, um, well, when we put this up on our website, we make sure all of that contact information is there. So if somebody listens and want, needs to go back and look, they can they can go to the website and see it yeah, easy. Yeah. Okay, is, did you have any officer offers? We didn't talk about that before we started. Um, yeah, yeah, so did- Yeah, the, the uh, well, I offered you one, one of those sample packs. Oh, yes. So the, uh, if anybody hears this and they reach out to me and, and they'd like a Hollander Historic Sample Pack, which will include essentially an eight by 10 of all the different restoration window glasses that we offer, the, the Hollander Circa 1700, the 1800, the 1900, um, both versions of the, that four call glass, the Restover and the Goethe, as well as uh, all three versions of the, uh, the old world colonial, the mouth blown glass, the, the light, the full and the heavy, um, and also the Renova. That's actually one product that I didn't mention, which is a, um, a low iron five millimeter sort of heavy moderate to, to heavy wave. Um, but that's, that's used in a lot of, uh, you know, cabinetry and whatnot, but all those oh, are in yes, the yeah. pack. So yeah. So if you, if you, if you uh, yeah. So if you mentioned that you heard this podcast and, uh, and you shoot me an email or, or, or get me my phone, we'll get one of those sample packs out to you. Oh, very good. Thank you very much. Yeah. Not a problem at all. Thanks for listening to the Practical Preservation Podcast. The resources discussed during this episode are on our website at practicalpreservationservices.com forward slash podcast. If you received value from this episode and know someone else that will get value from it as well, please share it with them. Join us next week for another episode of the Practical Preservation Podcast. For more information on restoring your historic home, visit practicalpreservationservices.com.